You're listening to 18 Realms on Open Lines Radio. Follow Ryan on Instagram at 18 Realms. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for 18 Realms. Enjoy! Hey, it's Ryan, 18 Realms. We were supposed to talk, potentially, about the last noble truth, I guess, which makes sense, which is there is a path to the end of suffering, and that path is complicated. Yeah, Um, not really. It just folds into another set of Buddhist principles called the Eightfold Path. And the Eightfold Path is the path to the end of suffering. And I'm not big on, like, rules, I guess. Or you have to do these things... And then, presto, you get the prize at the end, the salvation, the the nirvana, whatever it is. And even though I don't really like these types of formulaic, I don't know, like eightfold path, uh, ten commandments... Uh, the pillars of Islam, I don't know. <laughs> but what are they, the five pillars of Islam? I don't know a lot about that uh, that programming. But uh, I don't like those things because I think that whatever code you set for yourself, whatever two-fold, three-fold, ten-fold, twelve-fold path you create for yourself is what's going to work to keep you on your on your journey without too much, uh, hopefully too much deviation one way or the other. Um, so tonight, because I don't really like all those rules, we can talk a bit about them, I guess, but... Just gonna have a flow of consciousness, I guess, about that sort of stuff. And one of the uh, one of the features, or one of the precepts, or I don't know what you say, of the eightfold path is right work. Like there's right speech, right action, right work. All these things you're supposed to do or should be doing to keep yourself on the path. You know, we don't kill anything, uh, that sort of thing. You see Buddhists, some of them hardcore ones are like sweeping the dirt in front of them to move any bugs. But I mean, the cells in your body die at an amazing rate and, uh, you're crushing microbes with every step. So I don't know what kind of karma you build up for microbes because, There's like billions of them. (laughs) So you're screwed, dude. Anyway, 
I kind of like the right work one in a way. It's part of my code, I guess. And I uh, have worked a lot of places and for a lot of people doing a lot of different things. And I do not like people earning off of my time. So I started to get back into the workforce after being a stay-at-home dad for many years, two kids worth, anyway. And I decided to go into education. And it's a non-profit, private preschool, early childhood education in the uh, fashion of Rudolf Steiner or Waldorf schools, as they're called here in America, or Steiner schools in the UK and other places in Europe. Um, if you know anything about Waldorf schools or that sort of pedagogy, you might have heard of anthroposophy, which is a philosophy on life. Not really a religion at all, just a philosophy. And it was created by Rudolf Steiner a long time ago, early 1900s. And I think just last week, or I don't know, was the 100th anniversary of Waldorf education. The first school opened up in Germany in the 1900s. <laughs> uh, long time ago, I guess. Kind of before uh, a lot of the breakthroughs in physics, actually, in particle physics and space-style physics. Big physics. Um, I mean, Newtonian physics had always been a thing, but or had been a thing prior to this philosophy, but it has a lot to do with the human body and soul and all this stuff. But anyway, we won't get into too much of that. The point is, I work at a school with these philosophies. And to me, teaching children is right work. And especially teaching children in a private school. Not necessarily, I don't have anything against public school. My uh, partner, my wife, she uh, worked for several years, 15 plus years in public education. My mother is a public school teacher. Both of my aunts on my mother's side are public school teachers or have since retired. My grandfather was a superintendent of schools. So that stuff runs deep in my life. But... I think the detachment from the government is something that I like <laughs> because um, I don't like people making money off of kids or my work for that matter. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with the system, but it's broken and it's going to take a while to fix it. It's just barely working right now being held together with hopes and dreams or some shit, but basically I feel that I found a career or a job that feels like right work to me, and I think that when you are doing right work and you just so happen to be getting paid for it, um, it's really fulfilling. And um, I will just tell you that working with preschool-aged children, so that's 
in in a Waldorf school that's about two and a half or three all the way to six. Um, a Waldorf preschool encompasses the kindergarten years. And in Waldorf school, you start your first kind of, you kind of start off in first grade in a way, kind of without even knowing how to read. Um, <laughs> that's kind of one of those things. But anyway, we don't need to get into the Waldorf pedagogy. Um, yeah, working with children, and I will tell you, being a person that leans towards the Zen side of uh, a Zen path, I guess. These guys are Zen masters. Just to give you an example, just very recently, as in, I think, yeah, Friday. There's this new child. He's two and a half, just about three. He'll be three in a few months. And he looked at me and he, 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 we were uh, doing some work. We were, you know, working with some vegetables. I think he was tearing the florets off of broccoli for our lunch that day. And he looked and he said, Teacher Ryan. And I said, yeah. And he said, you're nothing. And at first I was like, you little brat. <laughs> what do you mean? And of course, in my head, I thought that. And he goes, you're just nothing. And I said, and I kind of was like, at first I'm like, is this guy, what's he trying to say to me? Like, but he was, he, he didn't seem malicious and he didn't seem like he was repeating anything too much that his like parents had said, maybe it's something her, an old, his older sibling who I know uh, was in my class last year, this boy's older sister probably said that to him angrily. And he was just trying it on for size with me because he doesn't know what it means. But since he didn't have any malice, you know, in his heart or ill, Ill will towards me when saying it, I just looked at him and I said, you're right. We are. And uh, that was kind of the end of the conversation, but it really got me thinking kind of about... Uh, the stuff we've talked about too, you know, previously. And, uh, you know, there is, nothing is in its, nothing will last. Nothing is exactly as you perceive it. It had a previous state of being. It is in its present moment of being. And it will have a, state of being in the future that may look completely different. And one way you can think of that is a seed. You know, a seed is a seed in the present moment, but before it was a seed, it was a plant for the flower and the flower made the seed. And now you have a seed and then you, the future state of that seed is to put it in the ground and for it to sprout and so on and so forth. So in that regard, you know, what is the seed? It's nothing but it's everything and uh, nothing is definitely something and that is something that I was pondering after that child told me that I'm nothing I meditated quite a bit on that actually and uh, I don't know it just seemed to be a a really cool reminder 
from such a small person, <laughs> little Zen master, telling his stu- telling his student that he was nothing, and it worked. It was like he gave me a koan to ponder for days. I'm still pondering it. I'm still reeling from the implications of me being nothing. It's quite a fascinating journey to go on, actually. <laughs> um, so let's rewind a little bit to, to write work. Like I was saying, it's just uh, something that I think is a good thing for anyone to uh, make a change in their life with their job or their career if it doesn't feel good to you. Um, if it doesn't feel fulfilling, then take a look at what you're doing and how you're spending your time and where your dollars are coming from and who's getting rich off of your labor, you know? And, uh, you know, take the leap. Maybe you'll make less money. Maybe you'll have a really hard time figuring it out or have a hard time once you've found what you believe to be right work, you know? might be a, a struggle at first, but I think down the road, you know, the universe definitely uh, smooths things out (laughs) in the long run, right? I mean, the universe makes no wrong decisions, and you are the universe, so you make no wrong decisions. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, Find your eightfold path, like I said before, or whatever, however many numbers it takes. Find your code, live by it, die by it, and uh, stick to it. And see where these right actions um, take you in your journey. Um, yeah. So there's my ponderings for this evening. We can. We're going to do a little bit more probably on the Eightfold Path or the path to the end of suffering here soon, but I just kind of wanted to deviate on that, um, on that one section of right work and also that you are nothing. It's actually quite liberating. It's freeing. There's no expectations for nothing. Anyway, like I said, you could go for days on this (laughs) but uh i hope that gave you something to ponder this week and um hopefully um well not hopefully and i will talk to you soon and please um check out all the other shows on uh, open lines radio because they are good most of them are um Fireside Chats with Roadside Shaman is awesome. And so is that's a whole other show, though, with Roadside Shaman and myself. So um, check those out. And also Between Blue Worlds is, can be pretty exciting as well. She has a lot of uh, interesting things to say. And her Instagram is also quite cool, at Between Blue Worlds. Little shout out. Um, anyway, hope you guys have an excellent week and, um, take care.